Welcome to the iLeaps Early Careers podcast, where we explore scientific research related to the biosphere and the atmosphere, and share the personal experiences of our early career scientists as they navigate their way through academia. Our podcast today forms part of a series, which coincides with the iLeaps conference during March 2021, and in which we hope to introduce you to some of the Scientific Steering Committee members and also the Early Career Scientist Network Committee members, and through which we hope you learn more about the aims and motivation behind iLeaps. So on today's podcast, we are talking to Dr. Savalno Flores, who is a researcher at the National Research Council of Italy, Institute of Bioeconomy. And he is also uh, one of the Scientific Steering Committee members for iLeap. So hi, Silvano. Hello. Hi, and thanks for coming to talk to us today. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks. Um, So I always never know what to say at the beginning. So let's just dive straight into the questions. (laughs) That's the best way. (laughs) So um, could you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to become a scientist in the first place, please? Oh, that's a nice question. Thanks. Uh, since I was very young, uh, my interest was uh, what was surrounding me, the nature and the interaction between uh, plants, uh, animals and the environment. So I've always been a very curious person and uh, with such a strong, incredible passion for the, the nature, natural environment. And uh, and when I was studying, I was uh, kind of... Uh, reinforcing this idea that perhaps uh, following a scientific path was the best best thing for me, even if my background is uh, human sciences with language studies and the Latin. So then I moved to math, uh, physics and, and biology. So it was a, an interesting change, but I'm totally happy and glad I did this. I totally believe yeah. that science will save us in this world. We, we are living in a time where the words of scientists of all disciplines is so important for us. So we need, really need to follow them. Yeah, absolutely. So you touched there a little bit about maybe your uh, career path so far. Could, so could you tell us, like, you know, how, uh, what things, what experiences and maybe what training you've had that's led you to the role that you do now? Yes, of course. Uh, I started my PhD at the National Research Council, and now I'm research director at the National Research Council. But... In the middle, I did a lot of things, like uh, back in 2006, I finished my PhD in forest ecology. Uh, then I had this opportunity to move to the United States, to, as a, as a, and I had mentor Alan Goldstein at the Environmental at the University of California in Berkeley. And, uh, and there I had I, like four-year postdocs on, uh, on plant-atmosphere interaction. So it was a great place to merge my background in forest ecology and biology with the skills uh, of the laboratory, which was hosting me, was more, more on atmospheric chemistry. And so I reinforced my interest in the plant-atmosphere interaction with a study on biogenic volatile organic compounds, pollutants in the atmosphere, and how these interact with the vegetation. After this postdoc, I had the chance to come back to Italy and I went working to Agricultural Research Council. It's, uh, it's like uh, the Italian response to the in France or the USDA in the, in the United States. At CREA, I spent uh, nine years and, uh, and just one and a half years ago, I went back to the National Research Council. So I, I 
in my in my career I had the, the chance to work in three different institutions and five different institutes that really was helping to me because I have a very now diverse background in different institutions I learned a lot yeah that's great and that's cool and so um could you tell us then maybe because we touched on at the beginning in the, in the introduction about that you're a steering committee member for iLeaps. Mm-hmm. So could you explain your role within iLeaps and, and kind of what motivated you to join the steering committee? Sure. Uh, well, well uh, iLeaps, uh, it's something I knew since many years because one of my mentors at the time, the PhD, was, uh, was Francesco Loreto and was one of the, one of the first uh, steering committee members. And then so I, I had the chance to learn what are the ILIPS goals and the programs. And, and definitely the ILIPS goals fall uh, perfectly into my interest, which I'm totally interested in the interaction between plants and the atmosphere. And also there are some of the hot topics that are under the interest of ILIPS, which are global issues and deserve a lot of attention from scientists. One of these is the, is the, is the of course, forests in the world. Uh, global uh, global forest uh, receive a lot of attention for many reasons uh, because of the deforestations, of course, that we we observe every day and especially in the last couple of years. But also, but also for the opportunities which forests provide us with the mitigation of climate changes, uh, we have a lot of possibility to start reforestation projects to, to somehow mitigate these climate changes and. Uh, another 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 topic uh, which fall within the Iliab scopes is the urban forests. In the in the last three or four years, uh, I started to work uh, intensively on urban forest projects, with the goal to estimate uh, the range of ecosystem services which uh, which uh, urban trees can provide to the citizens, especially because uh, urban forests are the way. Uh, urban sorry, uh, urban areas are, are are more and more important because in the future. They Host millions and millions more people, so I'm, I'm totally in the same pace, in line with the ILEPS goal. Mm-hmm. So, so you, um, so I know that we've got a, a ILEPS conference coming up soon, um, and you're going to be co-convening one of the sessions on urban forestry. So, is there anything more you can tell us about the the session, or or maybe a little bit of background and? And I know that it, you, you've touched on it about being during COVID time. So why is that important? Yes, yes, yes. I, when, it was, when it was time to organize one of these sessions, I've been really struggling about what was the best topic. As I, as I just explained, I'm interested in many things. But I think the urban forests receive much more attention in periods of COVID because during these uh, tremendous restrictions, we are really starting to appreciate the urban parks, the urban trees, because it's the way, it's the place where we can spend some happy times, uh, like uh, with respect of all the, you know, the restriction of different municipalities that we have to say, separated by each other, use masks. Anyway, uh, we really started to appreciate urban forests. We don't know that much about interaction between urban trees and the atmosphere in very polluted environments. And so urban trees can have these added values compared with trees which are more in natural ecosystems because they can really help us sequestrating some dangerous pollutants uh, like uh, particles, like uh, ozone, for instance, uh, nitrogen oxides. And, and so uh, my, my interest is a little bit on this and, and I decided to dedicate this session with a, with a focus on, the, on this topic. 
Yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to to, to hearing all the t uh, speakers in the session. Yeah, um, let me so let, let me add that the the the, the, the rationale, the, the spirit that we used to select our invited speakers was speakers was to have a different uh, point of view, different perception. One from a biologist, mm -hmm. one for another expertise on environmental biology and chemistry. So we we think we have a very condensed session, but plenty of arguments to discuss. And I think we, there will be a lot of uh, take-home messages from this two-hour meeting. Thanks. Definitely, definitely. And so, Silvano, like, could you tell us a little bit more, like, you know, being in iLeaps and, and kind of being at the cutting-edge research end, what sort of things then do you, and topics do you think are really important for biosphere-atmosphere research, you know, going forward? Well, I definitely stay on the same pace we are doing the last two or three years. So approaching, uh, um, I would say, a, a broad range of topics, I just mentioned it too, but there are many others, and and, and have this in mind, have a, a say, uh, a putting together different expertise. The, 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 the main core of ILIPS is that when we select uh, scientific steering committee members, we take pay a lot of attention that all the skills Cover it. Not there are ecologists, there are modelers, there are uh, some of them with strong skills on atmospheric physics. Because when you study interaction, you you have to study this phenomenon at 360 degrees. So the, the future of ILIPS, uh, in my opinion, will still have this uh, this uh, diverse community of scientists from all over the world. I think it's really, really important. One of the added value of ILIPS is the interaction with people from other continents because. In our career, in our everyday life of scientists, we tend to work on our projects. We tend to apply to projects which are national or at least a continental project. But it's hard to have interaction with uh, with other colleagues from other continents, uh, especially for Europeans. There are a lot of restrictions in terms of uh, doing projects. Uh, and so I, I really benefit from interaction with uh, with my colleagues. Yeah, sure. Like, like I understand, like, iLeaps is really global and it's really nice hearing about different things that different countries are doing in different regions yeah. because then, like you say, there's so much joined up thinking and, and also like the cross-collaboration um, yeah. and things like yeah. that is what iLeaps can help with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I envisage yeah. in the future more iLeaps-sponsored programs that would be really beneficial. Yeah. I think this is the way... Uh, that uh, that really strengthen collaboration. The, the, the sponsored programs are really important. Yeah, sure. So, with all your experience uh, in this field, what advice would you give them? Say, if somebody was an undergraduate or they're just starting out on their career as an early career scientist, what would advice would you give them, knowing what you know now? My advice is that uh, well. Uh, you know, Latins, <laughs> since I studied Latin and I'm Italian, I want to translate a Latin term, fortuna audacia juva. That means that, uh, that the boldness, the audacity helps those who aim for it. That means that to catch all the opportunities that your, your career provide you. Sometimes there are few, sometimes there are many, but you have to really uh, take advantage of all the opportunities. That means going to, to, to conference uh, spend some time in foreign labs for short-term mobility initiatives, uh, take the opportunity to make yourself a little bit uh, skilled, but also useful and, and gather some expertise, which is unique in the laboratory where you are. 
don't stay or don't think about generating all your say, career uh, construction in the same institution, but try to be diverse, spend some time abroad, and, uh, and you will see that uh, this, is, uh, this experience will enrich you, makes you much better, very competitive in the, uh, to become a scientist. Yeah, it's like the the more things you see and the more things you learn, you can bring them all together and then form a new. Absolutely, way. absolutely. This was under in my skin. There is this experience, and I totally recommend. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Silvano. So, um, yeah, that that's all the questions. So, I appreciate you coming to talk to us today for the podcast. Um, and um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, very much. Gemma. Hope I was uh, interesting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was yeah. So that concludes today's podcast. Thanks for listening. And just to say, if you want to learn more about iLeaps, please go to our website, iLeaps.org, where you'll find a link to our early careers website, or you can follow us on Twitter at iLeaps underscore ECSN or our Facebook page. Thanks. <laughs>